This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. What is happening, Patriots in America? Ideology. What the hell does that mean? Uber carjacking and the murder involved in it. Allison Ray. Do you know who Allison Ray is and her song Obsessed? Personal peace and affluence. These are the things on the big show tonight on the Patriot Cause. Stand by. Lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. This is the gunning. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it sacrifice for it we will not surrender for it now or ever first off i want to thank the listeners for listening to this gunny and your feedback is awesome i get people that tell me well gunny you're so depressing True. It is true. A lot of the information I bring to you is depressing, but it's the truth. And sometimes the truth is depressing. But if nobody tells you what the truth is and what is impacting your life, then you don't know about it. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to bring these things to you so you can be enlightened and understand exactly what's going on. So today, I want to speak about the term that I use a lot. It's called ideology. And in a common sense terminology, you would think, well, it's just kind of how people believe, but it's actually more than that. The term was originally coined by an individual in France, of course, during the French Enlightenment in 1796. His name is Antoni de Sut de Tracy. Yeah, say that with a mouthful of M&Ms. He was an aristocrat and philosopher in France who conceived that coin called ideology. And he conceived it as science of ideas to develop a rational system of ideas, get this, to oppose the irrational impulses of the mob. So it was coined because the mob was irrational. And he labeled them with this term ideology. And that's when it started. However, if you go to Wikipedia, which I don't do often, but this time I did. The reason I do that is because people on Wikipedia, all people can update things and change things. And it's a humongous narrative. Wikipedia is a gigantic communist narrative. Guarantee you. They will twist the words to match their narrative. And this is what they have to say about it. 
An ideology is a set of beliefs or philosophies contributed to a person or group of persons, especially as held for reasons that are not purely epistemic. Say that with a mouthful of M&Ms. In which practical elements are as prominent as theoretical ones. Formerly applied primary to economics, politics, and religion, theories, and policies in a tradition going back to Karl Marx and Frederick Engels, more recent use treats the term as a mainly commentary term. Goes back to what I'm talking about, the narrative. They're watering down ideology as a mainly commentary term. No, it's not. It's a description of how people or groups of people think, large groups of people and how they think. So what does that have to do with the world? Well, there's multiple ideologies in the world, but in theory, there's only two. There's the ideology of the world and how people in the world think, and then there's God and how God thinks. That's it. If you don't fit in the how God thinks world, then you fit in how the world thinks world. That's how simple it is, using this term ideology. And hopefully by the time the podcast is over, you got a better understanding of what the gunny's talking about. I'm going to present to you an individual or individuals Teenage girls that actually tried to carjack a car and ended up killing a person that migrated from Pakistan to America, became an Uber driver and was supporting his family in Washington, D.C., and now he is dead. Take a listen to this. This is from Inside Edition, which they're, you know they are what they are, but at least they give you the truth. It's shocking video of a carjacking as it happens. The victim is an Uber Eats driver and he's hanging on to his car for dear life as it speeds away. She's stealing their car. What makes the crime especially disturbing? The identities of the alleged carjackers. Two girls, one is just 13 years old, the other is 15 years old. They're not even old enough to drive and police say one teen is a suspect in another carjacking from three months ago. Watch as the team behind the wheel floors the stolen car. She's stealing their car. She's stealing the car. Yeah, we called the cops. Call the cops. Call the cops. After hearing the crash, the witness recording everything starts running and finds the car up the block flipped on its side and the two teens climbing out of the mangled vehicle. These girls stole the car. The suspect expresses concern for her cell phone. The victim, 66-year-old Mohammed Anwar, an immigrant from Pakistan who came to America seven years ago. How a person thinks and what they feel determines how they act in life. That's the truth. If you feel like you can do something, 
you go do it. And if there's no law to prevent you from doing it or and or, you don't care about the law, you still do it. Well, if you don't care about the law, what causes you not to care about the law? It's ideology. It's what you're taught that's in your brain that tells you you can and cannot do certain things. And the world is upside down. It is not what it used to be. Even 20 years ago in this country, a 13 and a 15-year-old wouldn't even think about doing what they did to this person in Washington, D.C. But they did what they did because they had no fear at 13 years old. Well, give you an example. When my daughter was 15, she snuck out of the house in the middle of the night to go spend time with her friends, and I thought that was a travesty. I can just imagine the parents of these 13 and 15-year-olds today. Well, I would hope that they would have concern with their actions and what they did. However, you know, this is a little bit deeper than just what the news tells you and what these people actually did. It's more than that. It's based upon a structural concept of society and how society functions. And if the society is being fed information and or propaganda or changing ideology, conceptual ideas in their brain, then this is what you could expect. And I'm going to play for you a person named Addison Ray in a song that this person put in called Obsessed. And it had 14 million views on YouTube. 14 million views. So before I actually play the clip for you, let me read from The Federalist, March 31st, which is today by Evita Duffy. And this is what she says. I'm obsessed with me as much as you. Say you'll die for me, and I'll die for me too. This is the chorus to the TikTok star Addison Ray's debut single, Obsessed. So this is the first song that this person has ever created on this planet. The debut song of this single. Ray's accompanying music video where she dances in an attempt to be sexually subjective has nearly 14 million views on YouTube. While Ray claims her song is about the importance of loving yourself for who you are. Did you get that, right? Loving yourself for who you are. Her song actually reveals how self-love culture has evolved into a toxic self-obsession. This is Satan at his best. You are number one in Satan's world.
into conversation, full stop, period. That's how these people think. It's all about me. And when it doesn't fit me, it isn't real. Because I'm the only one that is real. Now, you got to listen very carefully to the words of this song. We'll talk about it at the end, but listen very, very carefully to the words of this song. You turned our song down, baby, what for? You had lit candles on the dashboard. Red roses growing out of the door. Said be for We were driving down sunset No one left us cars Passed by where we first met Damn we made it so far Red eyes from the red light And that just set the mood You say you're obsessed with me So I took a second And I said me too I'm obsessed with me e -e, As much as you Obsessed with me, me too. Now, of course, you know, this song has just been put in my massive collection of my favorite songs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, right? That's what I'm thinking too. I want to bring a sentence of this song. You heard what she was saying, but I think there's something that's very disturbing to how the culture has evolved into the me individual, but it's deeper than that. It's so much me that this person put this sentence in this song, and here's the sentence I'm talking about. If I lost you, I still have me. I cannot lose. Think about that. If I lost you, and I'm attached to you, and I'm part of you, maybe married to you, maybe dating you, and I lost you, that's okay, because I still have me. You know, there's a lot of fish in the sea. That's what the world's turned into right here in America. And the world in general. So I cannot lose. Even though the people around her are dying, being killed, or whatever, it's, it's irrelevant because she's still here. Ideology at its best. And if you think for a second that the Marxists and the Communist ideology people that created Marxism and communism do not understand this, you got another thing coming. It's not about what they can do for you, it's how they can destroy you. If you don't agree with the world that they're putting together in their utopian society, they will eliminate you. 
one way or another. And this is just another proof of how our teenage children, yes, children of the world, are being indoctrinated into the me culture. Thus explains why two young teenage girls could carjack a person in Washington, D.C. and have no remorse over it. Now, if you go back and you listen to that video, what you'll find out is the teenage girls that did this carjacking, she was more concerned about her cell phone than she was about the person dying. Her cell phone was in the car when she was taken out of the car. And she was concerned because she had to go back and get her cell phone. And on top of that, they had some National Guard people there to help in the situation. But do you think they paid attention to the dying man on the street that happened to be still alive? No, they were more concerned about the two teenagers coming out of the car and their cell phone. It's a sad world. Don't want to depress you, which it does. But the point I'm making is, this is the world that we live in. This is the world that could have been prevented in America years and years ago. In the 60s, when it really, really started to rise and nobody did anything. The conservative people sat back and said, well, you know, it's just a fad. Well, Communism and Marxism is not a fad. It's a change of society, and that's exactly what they're doing. So now I'm going to introduce you to an individual named Francis Schaeffer. He lived, and I think he is, a citizen of Switzerland. Very, very well-known psychologist and an individual that understands society. When he was growing up, he was not a Christian. He was not grown in a Christian family. And it took him some years to realize what the truth was. But eventually, Francis Schaeffer came to Jesus Christ and understood that the Bible is the truth and the foundation of the world. And because of the knowledge that he had as a psychologist, he was able to put two and two together and realize exactly what's going on in the world. So I'm going to play a clip from Francis Schaeffer that really talks about how Marxism and communism is infiltrating into these countries and why it is doing it and what the impact is. Marxist-Leninism is a leap. It's a leap for another reason, or even a more basic one than the one I've given. Its found foundation, its philosophy, is materialism. Now, all through this series, we've shown that humanism, man beginning from himself, cannot generate any real values or meaning or any real dignity to man. And here is a system that is built completely and consciously and totally on materialism. There is no place for the dignity of man in the materialistic system. 
so-called communism with a human face that some of the thinkers in communist-controlled countries have pled for and some outside of communist-controlled countries have also pled for. It isn't possible. It just isn't possible on the basis of materialism. And yet, strangely enough, the young people and older ones in non-communist countries are caught by the idealistic Marxian-Leninism. And it was my conviction after examining the different <clears throat> trends in parties and so forth that the Communist Party um, most held to those ideals. And was the reason is, is that there's so much talk of dignity. Dignity of man, it'd be treated better. In order to solve those problems and in order to give life uh, a meaningful and purposeful life to young people. Where does this come from on a materialistic base? It doesn't. Do you want to know what it is? I'll tell you. And there's only one way to understand idealistic utopian Marxianism, and that is that it's a Christian heresy. And in struggling against and condemning that which is wrong in the world, and Lord knows there's enough of what's wrong in the world, Idealistic utopian communism simply reaches over, takes these words, which could never be produced out of materialistic philosophy, brings them back, uses them, separated from the natural results of their own position, and in doing so, catches these uh, who are caught by idealistic Marxian-Leninism. But when Marxian-Leninism comes to power, it's a different story. It's always oppression, and the will of the majority suddenly has no meaning. Not only does the dignity of the individual cease to exist, but the will of the majority has no meaning either. Now we must understand there are two streams of Leninism, Marxianism. They must be kept separate, and we must see these two streams clearly. The first is the idealistic utopian stream. These usually young people, though sometimes older, who have leapt into the area of non-reason. Uh, to accept Marxian Leninism. That's one stream. The second stream is the hardcore Orthodox Communist Party members in various countries outside of the Communist uh, bloc. Now, we find that the danger is that people who have only the two values of personal peace and affluency, if they seem to be promised peace and affluency, by communism, nobody knows what great majorities of these people will do. Nobody knows. More than that, we must see there's a danger in that these two streams of the idealistic Marxian-Leninism and the hardcore Marxian-Leninism Orthodox Party could flow together in a country at a given moment of history and create a situation that would be forever irreversible. And that is a very real danger. Very irreversible, and that is the real danger. You heard it from Francis Schaeffer. And the point I'm making here is that communism comes into a country, and at some point it gets ingrained in the culture, and you can't change it. You can stop it from entering and growing but once it's got its foothold, it's irreversible. According to the world, it's irreversible. However, God is in charge of everything, and he can make a determination to make it not 
irreversible. However, it is our free will that causes human beings to do what we do. And he is expressing exactly what I've been saying from day one on the Patriot cause. Our Constitution is sacred, not only to America, but to the world, because it is the only Constitution that is based on the foundation of God and the truth that we as human beings are not gods. And when we lose that ideology of the truth, we lose our humanity. And this is exactly what he's talking about. So how do we live? How can we continue to live in a world that's upheavaled in turmoil? I'm going to play the final words from Francis Schaeffer on this clip, and maybe it will give you an idea of how you can live in this world. The heart of the humanist thinking is making the individual man and then mankind the center of all things, his own measure of making him autonomous. If we're going to live and escape death, not only death uh, individually in the sense of the judgment of God, but death in our culture, in our political life, in our present life, we must turn from that humanist way of making man autonomous, and we must put the Creator at the center of all things. The greatest of all wickedness is putting any created thing in the place of the Creator. And when we turn from this, our feet are turned from the paths of death to the paths of life. The founding fathers of this country understood that, that the Creator must come first to have a society and a country where everybody can live in peace through the Creator, through understanding that man is corrupted from the get-go. They created the Constitution of America to their best of their ability to try to circumvent what man can do evil-wise in changing the society and changing how we are supposed to live. The podcast that I started is based on this. The Constitution is the only way in America to get back to believing in the Creator, to believing that we are flawed in our ability to determine our future. And only the Creator, only God, in His unbelievable wisdom and grace can save us from the destruction that we have created. And we all know how it ends, and that is Jesus Christ will come back to this earth and eventually end the destruction of mankind because he is the creator of all things.
heavens and the earth. And he will bring the peace that we can never, ever do on our own. What I'm asking you to do is pray for this country. Pray for these two teenage girls that were fallen victim into Satan's trap of ideology and self-centeredness and pray for every politician to see the light and understand that they are not in charge of this world. They are keepers of America and keepers of freedom. And only God can help them to understand that. Stand up, show up, and speak up. This is the Gunny out.